Hello people of the internet. Welcome to Communism Cuba, where we will talk to you about the rise of communism in Cuba, how Cuba's political state has evolved over the years, and so on. I'm your host, Yajal. Today's episode will talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis, Cuba's overall involvement in the Cold War, and how the Cold War and the Cuban Missile Crisis impacted Cuba's government and its people. First, a bit of background on the Cold War. The Cold War was an almost 50-year period of tension between the USA and the USSR. The Cold War started after World War II, mainly because the US did not agree with some of the USSR's actions in the periods after World War II. Cuba was an ally of the USSR during the Cold War, and so the USSR started sending missiles to Cuba. Then, the United States tried to interfere, which is more or less how the Cuban Missile Crisis began. In July of 1962, the Soviet Premier reached a secret agreement with Fidel Castro to place Soviet weapons and missiles on the island of Cuba to scare off any future invasion attempt from any country. Cuba could also use the missiles to counteract a threat from nuclear missiles in Italy and Turkey. The construction of several nuclear sites started in the late summer of that year. Though Cuba tried to keep this hidden from the rest of the world, US intelligence soon discovered a buildup of weapons in Cuba. On September 4, 1962, President John F. Kennedy issued a public warning against the introduction of offensive weapons in Cuba. However, Cuba paid no heed to this warning and continued the construction of nuclear missiles. On October 14, barely a month after President Kennedy's warning, a U.S. reconnaissance aircraft took pictures of several medium and long-range ballistic nuclear missiles being built in Cuba. However, by the time the U.S. could take any action, the missiles had already been fully built. In a meeting on October 16, 1962, President Kennedy's military advisors urged him to carry out an airstrike on the missile sites containing Cuba's nuclear weapons and invade the island. However, John F. Kennedy chose a more careful approach and announced that the U.S. would intercept all shipments between Cuba and the Soviet Union. However, since a naval blockade is technically considered an act of war, the Soviets were mad. So for the next six days after this, all three countries, that is the US, the USSR, and Cuba were prepared to launch their nuclear missiles. The US demanded that the USSR remove its nuclear weapons from Cuba, but at the same time the Cuban and Soviet governments said that they were only acting defensively. While negotiations were going on, all nuclear missiles continued to be armed. The US prepared for a possible invasion. For the first time in history, the US military set itself on DEFCON 2, which was the defense one step away from an all-out nuclear war. However, the Washington DC Attorney General and the Soviet Ambassador agreed on terms after meeting in secret to, to negotiate and make sure that no nuclear missiles were launched. The US decided to remove all of its missiles from Italy and Turkey and promised to never invade Cuba. The Soviets agreed to withdraw their missiles and army presence from Cuba. But how did the Cold War and this missile crisis affect Cuba? 
For some reason, Fidel Castro was not talked to or consulted during the majority of the missile crisis or during the negotiations between the Soviets and the Americans. Castro was also furious when the Soviets suddenly withdrew their missiles and military from Cuba because he was not given any warning about this in advance. However, the two countries soon returned to being allies and Castro and the Soviet premiers traveled to each other's respective countries as a sign of friendship. However, towards the end of the Soviet reign in the 1990s, the Soviets found it hard to keep up with their eco economic responsibilities in Havana. The Soviets had to, had to help keep the ec Cuban economy stable while simultaneously dealing with their own financial problems. The end of the Soviet Union had devastating effects on Cuba. Cuba soon entered a fiscal crisis because it had lost valuable aid and trade privileges. The Soviet Union accounted for almost 85% of Cuban trade. And because of the dissolution of the Council for Mutual Economic Assistance, or the CMEA, Cuba could not trade with other countries of the world because of their political positions and opinions. Did Cuba recover from this economic crisis, and do they still have a good relationship with Russia? I will cover these next two questions in my next and final episode of Communism Cuba. Until then, I'll catch you in the next one.